Have you ever wished you could be a fly on the wall while two naturopaths talk about healing and the common pitfalls we all fall into? If so, you are so in luck with today's episode as I interview my dear friend, Tanya Holcomb. Not only do we talk about healing, limitation, and the common scarcity tactics we all fall into around healing, but we also present some life-changing answers and solutions for anyone on the healing journey. Welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. I'm a naturopathic doctor and an expert in women's cyclical health and menstruation. Let's get started. Welcome back, gorgeous friends, to the Cyclical Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Today's episode is extra special as my dear friend Tanya Holcomb is joining me on the podcast to talk about healing, the power of our symptoms, seeing our body uh, as an incredible healing organism, and also really staying in our power on the healing journey versus falling into fear. As you can imagine, this is a very timely episode that I think we all need to hear. If you're unfamiliar with Tanya, she is a wife, mother, and a naturopathic practitioner that's working towards earning her degree as a doctor of naturopathy. She's a transformational leader, a Reiki master, an emotion code practitioner, and an NAS bioenergetic practitioner. She's the host of the Fiercely Awakening podcast, which if you have not heard that podcast, go find it on iTunes right now and click subscribe. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. She's also the founder of several amazing online courses, including Fiercely Empowered Mama, The Cleansing Circle, and The Untethered Sister Mind. Hi, Tanya. How are you? Oh, my goodness. Hello. I'm so (laughs) excited to be here. Yay. Good. We've been connected for a long time, but it feels extra special to finally have you on the podcast. You know, it's interesting. You're one of those people who came into my life just, you know, kind of like in the mix, but I... I wish now that when you were here in my backyard, I would have taken advantage of really like spending time with you. You know, you're just one of those people. I'm like, oh man, she was right there. <laughs> she was right there. Um, and, and now it's just kind of fun to have our online connection. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I still had a lot of learning to do <laughs> when I was in Michigan. I was, yeah, in my like baby awakening phase. So mm-hmm. we weren't ready to be friends yet. <laughs> Yeah. Well, today's episode is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see where this flows. And I wanted to start with a question for you uh, that I think at least I'm interested to hear your answer. I'm sure everyone will be interested. What are the signs that we live in chaos in our body versus choosing peace in our body every single day? How would we know the difference? You know, every single person is going to hold fear in their body a little differently. But I think the biggest indicator of how this will show up is how we are moving through our day to day. Mm. And what I mean by that is when we are making decisions based on fear and lack, then we know we are working with chaos versus making decisions from a place of desire versus like, what is it that I want and operating from that space is so expansive, right? It's this expansive energy. And that is a place that you know that you are working with this incredible faith and that your life and what you want is beyond the circumstances in front of you. And when we're not doing that, when we're doing the opposite of that, which is fear and lack, these are very reactive decisions. Mm -hmm. These are decisions based on what we think we can have, not on what we really want. And it'll show show up and play into all those moments that really add up to paint our life story. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, how are you making your decisions? Yes. Really the reminder of to react versus respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. What percentage of us do you think we're inundated to operate in the lack scarce mindset? Oh gosh. It's where we, it's where we operate from unless we do the work. Mm. It's mm-hmm. if we do not, do the work, we are there because this is what, this is what we have accepted to be true from a very young age. Unless we were gifted a home that really, you know, this is part of my platform now is really changing the way that we're raising our kids to not have to go through stuff like this. But for most of us, you and I, we're doing work right now that is freeing ourselves from a, a lineage of fear and lack. And so this is 
bigger than us. This is all of their stuff. And we're saying, okay, this is where it stops. And it takes us doing the work. It takes us going to this place and saying, I am worthy no matter what. Mm-hmm. Nothing can change that. So now what? Right. And one of the biggest changing moments for me was this realization that whatever it is that I desire is meant for me. Hmm. Wow. That's a reframe rather than being like, yeah, how can I be worthy of this? Or what do I have to do to get this? Yes. Wow. It's like, it's already here. You just can't see it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think like when I've listened to your podcast, you talk about faith a lot and Mm -hmm. not, it doesn't even have to be in a religious sense, but more of that trust and knowing that, like you said, you are worthy of what you seek. Everything is within reach. It's our conditioning that leads us to believe otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's for so long, I have fought that part of it and what we want, and this is very much our human nature is we want things to make sense. Mm -hmm. We want to have, we we want to have the perfect plan. I see this all the time with my clients. It's like, it's got to make sense. It's got to line up. There's got to be enough money in the bank. There's got to be enough security. And that's unfortunately, fortunately, not how it works. <laughs> for me, how it works and how I think it works for all of us is the universe says, you go first mm-hmm. and then I will show you what's possible. Yeah. But you have to go first. And that's faith. That is the faith. Leap in the net will appear as exactly. they say. But yeah, I, I find this with my clients all the time as well. They want the plan. They want the control. They want to know that if I do X, I will get this result in 30 days. And aren't our bodies such funny teachers and like, mm-hmm. nah, that's not how it works. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, everything, everything for me like boils down to lessons, you know, and mm-hmm. Our body is one of our greatest teachers. And so we try to fast forward past the lesson, then guess what? We're just going to repeat it. It might look differently, but we're stuck. Hmm. Yeah. The patterns reveal something internal, don't they? Oh, yes. (laughs) So take me back, Tanya, because I'm sure it sounds like you and I came from a similar past in that we did not have the best conditioning. We did not know how to do the work and it really wounded us because of that. What was your transformational moment? Yeah, you know, there's so many moments and and that's what's so beautiful about the journey, right? It's like, there's not a destination. It's just a continual evolution, uh, this continual climb that you're on. And it just keeps getting better and better. But when I look back to like identify that one turning point. It's so clear to me when that was, and it's almost 15 years ago now. Wow. And I was completely mainstream healthy, right? Like my health advice came from the Today Show, the fitness magazine, you know, I trusted everything my doctor would say. I was proud of my chemical filled body products. I didn't think twice about taking over the counters you know, this was just the way of life. And I thought I was very healthy because I was a runner. I was running half marathons all the time. I thought I ate healthy, which let's be real, that equated to diet Coke instead of Coke and cottage (laughs) cheese and Triscuits, right? It's like low fat, everything. (laughs) Um, And I found myself in a time where I was very, very sick And it's so interesting because that version of me is so hard for me to identify with now because she was desperate. She was seeking everybody except her own intuition about Mm -hmm. what was going on. Nobody could tell me what was going on. I had blood work, biopsy, doctor after doctor, specialist, and I was just on this like this downward spiral to rock bottom. And I was very scared. You know, again, when you're going to people that you think are the experts and they're saying, I'm not sure what's wrong. Um, it was just very alarming. I didn't, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but at the same time, there was something in me that was 
excited. And it's, it's so weird to say it like that, but it was like, it was like, I'm on, like there, there's like a purpose here, you know, like I'm on to something. I just didn't know what it would be. I had no idea it would be what, what this is now. Mm-hmm. And so I am just to paint the picture. I am jaundice, you know, my eyes are yellow. I can't hold weight. I can't keep food down. My skin is itching like crazy. Like I'm being attacked by ants all day, every day. I'm completely lethargic, you know, no energy and scared. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, uh, you know, several, you know, weeks into this, um, and months I would say, and I met with my gastrologist and she said something to me that was that moment. And it's so shocking, right? That it was from my gastrologist, but she said, let food be thy medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I have literally no, like, what do you mean? You know, mm-hmm. but the time I was in a book club and we were just starting to read Skinny Bitch. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know what? I I don't know what she meant, but this seems very interesting that she says this. And then there's this book that's painting this whole different way of life that I've never explored. And so I went to my husband, my fiance at the time, and I said, look, I am going to try this for six months. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to try this for six months. Nothing's working. None of these pills are working. I'm just getting sicker. What do you say? You know, and he's like, what is he going to say? You know, and I said, and I'm also going to quit coffee and alcohol. And so that's what I did. And I, I told people that my doctor said that this was a great idea and to stop coffee and stop alcohol. I mean, I was, I mean, I would drink pots of coffee, you know, mm-hmm. um, and alcohol. We were very much in that phase of life of partying a lot. Mm-hmm. So I did this and guess what? I got better. Wow. It changed everything for me. And it was definitely one of those moments where I fell to my knees and I was like, thank you, because this is, this is something, this is something big that I'm onto. It's so amazing that that doctor planted that seed for you. And even though it didn't make sense in that moment, like it wouldn't for probably any of us at the beginning of our journeys when we're like, what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And yet that planted the perfect seed for you to open up enough to try something different, to maybe even do something quote radical in the mainstream, which is to revamp your lifestyle and your diet. Yes. You know, and it's astonishing because I was a horrible vegan, you know, I was (laughs) the soy based vegan, right? So now looking back, I'm like, ah, right. Like there's so many things that I did wrong, but it was enough because I had the intention. I had the intention to heal my body. Mm-hmm. I had the intention to create space. And I was doing a heck of a lot more fruits and vegetables than I had ever done. Mm-hmm. And because what was going on was drug-induced hepatitis, yes, that is wow. what I had taken so many Tylenol. I had painkillers in my system. Like this just shows you how toxic I was <laughs> 15 wow. years ago. You know, don't even recognize that version. And again, like I said, like if this was somebody that walked into my office right now, it would be so obvious that the liver was crying for help, Mm -hmm. but they don't have those tools. They don't have those tools to regenerate the liver. And now it's like, oh my gosh, there's a million things I could do to support that. Like we got this, you know? Yeah. But yeah. And then of course my, with that like win under my belt, I'm like, where can I go to next? Mm-hmm. And it's just continued to evolve. And another major turning point was becoming pregnant because at that time, I thought I knew a lot about health. Mm-hmm. I was very fit. I was eating clean. I honestly was very uh, ignorant because I thought if everybody just ate clean and worked out, they would be healthy. You know, I didn't right. understand the emotional connection whatsoever. Yeah. Um very victim mentality still at this point, but with him in my womb space, that is when I started to say, gosh, I don't actually know a whole lot about healing. I know what about food, but mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know how to nourish my body as pregnant, you know? 
And so that's when I found Weston A. Price's work and, you know, met my first naturopathic doctor, didn't even know that was a thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and became a health coach in the mix of this. Like it just kept evolving, evolving, evolving. You know, once you, once you start to open up this world, it's like, you don't shut it off. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, just go. Exactly. I hear that a lot too, from, and I'm sure you hear this in your course, Fiercely Empowered Mama, but I think pregnancy is that turning point for a lot of people when they quickly realize like, people don't talk about this. There's not a lot of good info. I mean, they say like, don't eat tuna fish. And that's, that's like the end of your, <laughs> your like yeah. dietary support when you're pregnant. And that that's about it. You're on your own, figure it out. Yeah. And nobody tells us you know, there's, this is why I get so excited when I have a team that I get to work with or a woman who has not yet, you know, um, thought about babies, you know, because no one talks to us about the urgency to cleanse our body before we even think about conceiving. And not only that, like really building up our men building up our bodies to really be prepared for this. I mean, I had no clue. And on the flip side of that, having a baby is a mom's best detox. So my gosh. Right. This is critical. I was shocked in naturopathic school when they talked about these certain tribes and things around the world where, yeah, the men and women were on specialty diets for what, like 18 months or two years before they even began to try and conceive. I was like, what? (laughs) We have uh, lost that a bit. (laughs) We have lost that. Yeah. Men don't often associate they have a role in Mm -hmm. the state. And it's like you have 50% say and you have one shot. So Mm -hmm. let's get it right. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. So your journey just continued to unfold over the years. Obviously, you're so gifted in what you do as a naturopathic practitioner. Um, And I love that you especially serve mamas. Mm -hmm. They're so underserved by most professionals. When you sit in this work and when you hear people talk about their symptoms or the the things they're struggling with or the even the emotions that feel stuck for them, how do you help them reframe that? Yeah, this is this is such a great question. I, you know, and I think where you and I are so aligned is our work really seems to be what we wish we had. Yeah. You know, and that is when I created Fiercely Empowered Mama, I always say it found me and it begged to be created and I resisted for a while. I, I think I had the domain, you know, how every <laughs> how every business idea starts. I think I had that for a couple of years. And even when I left corporate in 2018, I was resisting starting it. And I can tell you that the universe like made my life very difficult until I surrendered. And I said, okay, because it just felt like such an undertaking. But my goal was really to completely transform how moms view sickness. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to take that even further and say, I want you to fall in love with this body and this body's love language to you is symptoms, which means that you also have to be in love with symptoms because that is what is going to set us free. Now, does that mean I am encouraging chronic symptoms? My gosh, no, but I want them to not have fear of what's coming up and not working and wanting to suppress it and make it go away as fast as possible, which is what Mm -hmm. mainstream says, like Mm -hmm. you need to stop this fever ASAP or you're a bad mom. You know, you need to stop this diarrhea ASAP or you're a bad mom. You know, there's all these, these, all these just messed up belief systems around what it means to be a good mom. And I wanted to set them free and say, this is a really good thing. Like we need your kiddo to get sick because this means that he is creating space to grow. This means that his immune system is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And we're not going to suppress these symptoms. We are going to support these these symptoms. And this looks very differently. Mm -hmm. What you're saying though, really pushes up against everything people have ever been taught. So I imagine- when you say this, some people are like, what? Yes. Well, you know, the first 
again, it's like when Femme, Femme came through, I had no idea what this was going to look like. And then what ended up happening is the whole first month that we're together is a course on fear. We talk through how they were raised, what, how, how was their sickness dealt with? How did their parents view sickness? How did their parents view germs? You know, this is a big thing. Like, how do they, how are they showing up? Are they looking at the grocery cart? Like it's the disgusting thing or do, are they like, this is awesome. I get to expand my microbiome today, right? <laughs> you know, how are you viewing this? And so we do a whole lot of mindset work right out of the gate to get everybody on the best way possible, same page. And then they go through their moments. And I call those fierce mama moments because the course is going to obviously give you an opportunity to test this information. Mm -hmm. And it's the most beautiful thing that first time that a mama shows up to something that would have scared her, that would have made her running to the doctor. And she looks at it and says, oh, this is really interesting body. You know, this is interesting communication. This rash looks very interesting. And I have tools to support this. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the symptoms that we've all learn to disconnect from and fear come back from largely what we've learned about our body. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have, we do not trust our bodies anymore. We have immense fear just that I, and again, it's so humbling because I can look back at that time in my life when I'm going to every single person to tell me what's wrong with my body with zero responsibility on my end about how I got here. You know, it's this victim mentality of like, what's going on with me? Fix me versus like, you played a significant role in this. In fact, you were in charge the whole time. And so with, with working with moms and working with kiddos, it's really starting to see the bigger picture of saying we, our bodies are so intentional with us. Everything they do is in, there is intention behind it. There is no misstep. So when you get a communication at 4 a.m., that means something different mm -hmm. than 1 p.m. You know, mm -hmm. if you have communication on your face in the middle of your forehead, that means something different than on your leg. You know, it's so yeah. intentional. And so really the, the, the defining, changing this is like being in awe of this communication, like being like, wow, like amazing. This is incredible. And not having this knee-jerk fear of, of wanting to stop it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that's where I'm sure you say this to your clients all the time. I say it all the time that sometimes through the support, it, it gets a little worse before it gets better because we're letting it work itself out versus um, like, for example, my fiance has been having this little rash come up on his neck and um, obviously it's his body. So I'm allowing him to do what he wants to do with it, but he's been doing different creams and stuff. And so the other day I finally was like, babe, I think we need to talk about your gut health because like there's, there's more to this. And he was like, what? <laughs> um, and so we get to explore that. And now we get to have conversations he never thought we were going to have. Um, I, I love that you bring that up though, because yes, that's the, that's the point that I missed is that it's helping them understand that they are, that things are not isolated. Mm -hmm. Everything is connected. So a little annoyance on the neck is bigger than the neck, right? Right. It's a bigger story. And that's what we get excited about. And then they become the detectives. Yeah. So they start to really learn this language and then they feel empowered because they know that the work that they're doing is so much bigger mm -hmm. than they could ever do with suppressing because they are literally changing the terrain. I exactly. mean, when we heal cavities, like this is doing the impossible stuff, right? Like you people don't think you can heal cavities, but a cavity is simply a manifestation of a weak terrain. Mm -hmm. The body is in a stealing state. So when we just go get that hole filled, we go, you know, go get the filling and we say, okay, good. I'm good to go. You did nothing for the root cause. Right. So how do we blend this? You know, maybe you don't need the filling, but you also have to address how this happened to begin with. Yep. And this is the stuff that I feel like um, everyone now wants a naturopath in their back pocket because <laughs> we're the only people really talking about this stuff. Definitely 
I mean, I, I think you and I both, I'm sure, see like a biological dentist or, you know, other holistic yeah. practitioners that might drop some of these these little breadcrumbs as well. But yeah, it just goes to show you from our childhood, from the world we live in, we're never really empowered to see our body as a messaging tool, as something that's trying to give us insights. Instead, we learn to fear it, repress it, mask it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and this is something working with having the opportunity to touch so many kiddos lives. We talk all the time about normalizing health Mm -hmm. with our children. And so this means that we are having conversations in our home, doors wide open about bowel movements. Mm -hmm. You know, we are talking about the colors of our urine. We're talking and making drinking water the most beautiful thing that we can do and eating nourishing foods because it's what our body needs. And then we're helping our kiddos under, understand when they get communication, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. I think it's more important for our kiddos to know their anatomy over their ABCs. You know, they need to know their body. So when they tell you they have a stomach ache, you know that they can actually point to their stomach or they can point to their colon. There mm-hmm. is a difference. Mm-hmm. So true. It's funny you're talking about this. I have a bonus son who's seven and... Um, yeah, we, we had like a whole mini health class about the kidneys. And so every time he goes to the bathroom now, he's like, guess what color my pee was? Oh my God. And I'm like, look at you nourishing your kidneys. That is amazing. He's the same age as my son. I love that so much. Yeah. I didn't know that. They'd totally be best friends. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. I love that. But yeah, it goes to show you um, just those little, again, seeds that you plant even in a kid, they, they learn quick and they are intrigued by it. Absolutely. I had... My son did the cutest thing the other day where he asked me when my period was going to start. Wow. And I thought it was a very interesting conversation. You know, he's, we, we, I'm very open. Obviously mm-hmm. we have very open door policies in our home. And the reason why he asked me that is because he wanted me to jump on the trampoline, but he oh. wanted me to be very mindful of when this time was because he knows <laughs> He said that when it, you know, he, he basically was watching out for my uterus and I was like, oh my gosh. Don't you. <laughs> wow. Ladies, watch out for this one in 10 years. Right. You're welcome. Future wife. Because my gosh, it was just awesome. I was like that, that's the stuff like this. They are paying attention. And so they can watch us be afraid right now, or they can see us in our power. Mm-hmm. So can you give me an example of say a certain symptom arises, how could we respond in power versus fear? This is, um, yeah. So right now, right, the world is turned upside down by a virus. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to know if they have this said virus. You know, that's the question. Like, do I have the virus? And to me, that is such an irrelevant question. To me, the question is, what are you experiencing right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm experiencing a cough, a deep cough, and I got a fever going on, or I have the chills, and my nose won't stop running. And I'm like, how incredible is that? How incredible is that, that your body is working to detox you right now? Right. Because that's literally what hap- what is happening. You have, your body is working its muscles to get rid of junk. Like, mm-hmm. isn't that what you want? And so with the mucusy stuff, you know, I'm just like, our goal is to never shut off the guitar. We never want to turn it off. We just want to help crank up the volume at times. Mm -hmm. So we don't want it to get too thick. We want to just liquefy it. And so this is where something as simple as ginger can just be a spicier that's going to help them liquefy that mucus and move it out of their system. Mm -hmm. But we encourage you know, the channels of elimination to stay open. So if somebody is more constipated, right, they're going to be hit a little harder because they are blocked. And so things are going to try to exit in other places and that can be uncomfortable. If somebody's severely dehydrated, same thing. And so it's really just like calming them down and saying, but what's really going on? Mm -hmm. Irrelevant to what it is, what are you experiencing? Like that is the journey I want to walk on. I, I really, it really doesn't matter to me what it's called. It, that's not, that's not how the body talks. The body doesn't spit out and say, I have this. The body says, I have these symptoms. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So please support me. Please support me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please support me. And, and and it's it's a supporting show up versus a kick the body down when it's already down. You know, okay. like let's just let's just congest the liver even further by taking these over over the counters. Right. Let's just bury the mucus by stopping the flow. You know, that's what we're trained to do because in our minds, if we make it go away, then we did our part. And right. what we forget to ask is at the cost of what? Exactly. Exactly. And I think if we're honest to, you know, if we say are sick and we just let it take its time, you know, yeah, like you said, we're going to be uncomfortable for a few days versus if we use a lot of other things. Like I remember one time I'd never taken NyQuil before, but someone was like, oh, it's amazing. You know, you, you don't feel well, just try it. <laughs> Not only did I feel like cracked out for a few days, but also I remember I was sick like two weeks because it just stayed at this like hum of unwell rather than just like coming in, you know, being horrible for a couple of days and then making its way out. It was like perpetuating it on a low level because I didn't support my body through it. A hundred percent. Exactly. And, and that's what has become accepted mm-hmm. is that you're going to be sick for two weeks right? versus working through something like in three days, mm-hmm. 24 hours. I mean, it's the more you clean up the obstacles, the faster you work through things. And that's the type of resiliency that I want to see for the families I serve. I, I tell them all the time, I cannot change what's going on, you know, out there. I can't change the mold that's in the air. I can't change the glyphosate that's all around us. But what we can do is we can change your resiliency to it all. Yes. So I'd be interested then, I like that you just brought up mold, you know, glyphosates with our GMO foods. Um, Those are big things that are hard to get away from. How, I guess, where do you start in helping someone build that resiliency? Do you start with the gut? Are you like the liver girl? Where do you, (laughs) what's your foundation you like to start with? Yeah. You know, that's, that's so interesting. So I love all the things, but (laughs) I don't jump right to the gut. That is not, that is not my tendency. So what we talk a lot about, because even though the gut is obviously so sacred to this whole work, it is, it is the foundation. There are so many people that are looking for the quick fix. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is not uh, the relationship that I'm looking for. I am looking for people who want to join me on a lifetime journey that they continue to deepen and deepen and deepen. And so we start with just really basic, what we call the femme foundations. Mm -hmm. And so this, this is really about clean water. Mm -hmm. This is about eating uh, more and more nourishing real foods. We talk a lot about herbal infusions, which gets them just loaded up with, Mm -hmm. with minerals the best. And then honestly, we deepen the mineral conversation. So I guess if I would have like, if I'm the girl of anything, it's the girl of minerals. <laughs> I want to see these kids on iodine. I want to have these kids on selenium. I want these kids on magnesium. And then we continue to expand into those things that really support the DNA. And that is what I'm looking for. Like if I can get their DNA really strong, then we can continue to fine tune this and work with, uh, you know, different things based on their symptoms. So it's always like based on where they are, what they're going through, and then what they need to move through that next level. And so all the teachings really build upon the next. And then for those who are like, have more chronic states, then of course, that looks like how you work with the body, which is literally what the body wants to be done. So that Mm -hmm. layering process with where are they right now? in that moment, because I never know what that's going to look like when we have chronic states, you know, you, you could be like, this is liver all day long, but really it's the spleen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we peel back those layers just individually, but from a general perspective, I want these kids mineralized. I believe mineralized kids are resilient kids. Mm -hmm. What do you think the biggest deficiency is for most kids mineral wise? I'd say between iodine and selenium. Mm Mm-hmm. It's funny, the selenium topic keeps coming up because the other day I was taking all my supplements. I typically take selenium every day. And my bonus son, Jackson, was like, what is that? And I was like, it's selenium. And funny enough, and he never wants to take capsules. In the past, he like would make a big deal about like 
throwing them back up. And I don't know, I think he just, because I was trying to give them to him, he was like, no. Um, but then that day he was like, can I please have one? And of course he swallows it just fine and <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, but I thought, how funny, I think he's really tuned in to know yeah. what he needs. And I really loved that. They are tuned in. They really are. And I, that's such a perfect example of that. You know, it doesn't happen until like eight, nine, and 10 before that gets pretty cloudy. Mm-hmm. But in those early years, like they are so like just intuitive in how they're in their nature, you know, and then it starts to get diluted. <laughs> yep. Um, but we can change that. Like you are in his life at such a divine time to be part of that, part of him hanging on to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Not trying. having to go find it later. Right, right. Like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I was just having a conversation with my son the other day about, I'm like, well, that's your ego talking right now, mm. you know? And all the time with parents, you know, when their childlike brain kicks in because their child won't listen to them, I'm like, and that's your inner child talking. Do you see how that happens? Like, it's it's all part of us at all time. We don't lose these parts of us. You know, it's just a matter of strengthening those relationships with those parts of us. Mm-hmm. And that's such a different mentality than what we were raised with. Oh my gosh, completely, completely. It's the verses of, you know, men are taught to feel anger. That's about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like That's an acceptable emotion for men. And that's not okay. Like they 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 can tap into it all too, and that's what makes me so excited to have a boy. It's like I can change. I can I can help be part of changing this paradigm. You know, mm-hmm. that's a great mindset because I've often been like, I just feel like it would be a lot easier for me to have a bonus daughter. <laughs> we talk about cycles and all that, but yeah, I think an interesting initiation for me to learn how to empower a young man instead. Yes. All the work is still relevant to him. Mm-hmm. It just looks a little different. And we can't play like Barbies and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. I got the tractors and, you know. And Legos. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back to that selenium real quick, a big key thing of why that's so – it's one of the critical minerals uh, right now is because that is – really helps our body detoxify. Mm-hmm. And again, so much of what people are experiencing are detox symptoms. That's detox symptoms. And this is a mineral that will really help you move through stuff. It's powerful. I mean, silica is right up there too. Gosh, you know, this is why I can just, the mineral stuff, it's huge. Totally. And you talk a lot about the herbal infusions. I do as well. All my clients have some version of that um, and they're always skeptical, but they end up loving it. So um, what are your favorites for deep mineralization specifically? Oh, you know, I think one of the, well, the, the word deep is, is really hard to, to fine tune, but, or to, to pinpoint that, I guess I should say, but something so easy mm-hmm. for people to work work with and inexpensive and effective are the cell salts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they could have all the cell salts, you know, for a little over a hundred bucks and they could really do some serious changing of programming with their kiddos, with themselves, because those cell salts, as, as you know, you know, it's like, it's really setting them up to work with these minerals in such a bigger way. And so it's giving them all the programming, it's resetting that, it's it's just cleaning the slate. And so when they're intaking their food, they're getting that much more impact from it. So I love the cell salts. I think doing a cell salt of the month is like a beautiful thing for families to do. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't know what a cell salt is, can you touch on that briefly? Yeah, so it's a homeopathic preparation, but it has the raw material in them. So it's brilliant, right? Because it's bypassing digestion. It's getting right to work on a cellular level. And it's literally giving your cells the programming for different minerals. So it's working with the basic minerals, giving them the programming. And what that means is throughout time, you know, this programming gets diluted, especially if you like, let's say the easiest one for people to, to understand is let's say iron. Mm-hmm. There are so many women 
that say, well, I have an iron deficiency and it just runs in my family. Mm-hmm. And that is like such a key statement right there. And I love to nip that statement in the bud because that's simply not true. That's, that is saying like, I'm accepting this to be true forever and ever am forever and ever. And also my daughter is probably going to have this too and her daughter, and it's just going to continue. And it's like, this is where you can stop this because what is happening is that you, you came from deficiency and you're deficient and you're going to pass on deficiency Mm. and it's going to continue to get weaker and weaker. So when you take Ferrumfos, cell salt number four, you are literally giving yourself the programming to be able to work with iron the way in an optimal state. Yep. And kids love them. And kids love them. They taste pretty yes. yum. Yes. Convenient. Yes. It's the thing. It's like, and if your kid eats a whole bottle of it, it's going to be okay. Right. But also right. you can stretch a bottle over a course of a year. I mean, and so not only can you use them to change the, the state of minerals in the kid's body, but then they will become your favorite go-to tool for acute symptoms. Instead of being like, I don't know what to do. It's like, oh my gosh, like these cell salts basically can do (laughs) anything, right? And of course, there's so many more tools. I don't just use cell salts, but I'm just saying like, there's so much you can do with them as a starting place. Mm -hmm. And they're easy, effective. Yes, inexpensive. Mm -hmm. So multi, you know, you can use them for so many multiple different things. Um, You know, you can use uh, calc floor to help anecdote the fluorine in the water. You know, mm-hmm. you can use the Mer families to help anecdote chlorine, you know, so you can mm-hmm. use them. I know it's probably advanced, but you can use them in so many different ways. But again, if you just look at the symptoms, you can match your symptoms based on where your deficiencies are. Totally. Well, speaking of symptoms, yeah, what's the best way for someone to not only see them in a different light, but really learn from them because they're naturally probably going to be like, Ooh, I need an Advil. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is that we are so disconnected from the language of the body. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's, it's very difficult to sit in your room on your own and try to figure this out you know, because it's just confusing. And so the best thing that you can do is surround yourself with podcasts like yours, podcasts like mine, these Mm -hmm. information, and to start really getting curious with these symptoms. And so your first thing, your first thing that you say is, this is a gift. I know my body is intentional and you learn to become a really great receiver and a really great receiver does not throw the gift in the closet and shut the door. You know, a really good receiver takes time to like open the package and be like, oh my gosh, like this, this, this person thought of me and they gave this to me and they're really like in awe and curious. And so from that state, you now have so like you just see things so differently instead of like, ah, I don't want this gift, you know, shove it in the closet, slam the door, run out of the house, right? Like that's typically what we're doing. Like, and, and also too, like a lot of us are, are not taking time to open these gifts. Like we're saying like, I'll get to that gift later. And this is a problem because the, like, it is so prevalent that this is the time to do this work. Like there is no other time to do this work. And so when you look at your list of gifts of symptoms, it tells you it tells you where you are like, and it's time to do the work. This means working with a naturopath, finding, finding people who are willing to speak this language with you. Mm-hmm. And the minute that somebody starts working with fear, like you got to check yourself. Like, is this your person? Mm. Right. Yeah. The fear, the scarcity. I totally agree. I find you I'm sure find this too, but a lot of people are excited to work one-on-one with me because they feel like it's less about removing all their favorite foods or casting away everything they like, or, you know, getting upset about them. Like, well, you ate a chocolate cake yesterday. So now we're back to square one and more so about adding and increasing and supporting. And that's, that's a different mentality again than most practitioners. I, A hundred percent. You know, when I look back at my, my journey, there was that time in my life where I thought I knew a lot and 
I thought that health looked like basically came in a battle of how fit I was, you know, like to me, that was health, Mm -hmm. but health is so much bigger than that. Health is what we feel about ourselves, what the voice in our head is saying about ourselves, how we are loving ourselves through a process, like how are we taking care of ourselves? All of that adds up. And so it's never about this being perfect because I tried that (laughs) and it really just creates more havoc in the body. I mean, there was a time where I wouldn't go anywhere without packing my own cooler, Mm -hmm. without bringing my my own food. Like I wouldn't eat out at a restaurant, you know, like no way. And that weakened me so much. And so now it's like, how can we be so disciplined in terms of of our self-care and so disciplined in terms of the thoughts that we're thinking and have an incredible human experience. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so like, this is what a great way to like start to close this episode mm-hmm. um, because that's it. Yeah. If our version of health makes us miserable because yeah, we can't eat out and birthday parties are really stressful and yeah, we feel like we're always missing out then is that true health? Right. No. <laughs> You're like, no. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's not, that is not the pathway. Anything that makes us feel and work with those negative vibrations is not setting us free. Mm. And so we have to change the path. We have to change the way we think about things. You know, something really interesting this year is I started working with the bioenergetics and really looking at the blueprint and saying, if I can change the blueprint, then that's going to radically restore what's happening from the state of the physical body. And so what happens is we start to scan the blueprint, okay? And people who have perfect diets would test high priority for their diets. And the reason why is because they can't stand the way they eat. And so even though they're eating perfectly Whole30 or perfectly paleo, they don't like it. And it's actually creating their health to go downward. Wow. Like this is how we take back our health is we like live in true alignment, like true alignment, which means sometimes a glass of wine is going to be in alignment for your highest good. Like mm-hmm. that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. How funny for just to hear you say this because that that's been so my experience going from the very strict rigid attempting to be raw vegan girl who yeah was like probably the worst person to like ever <laughs> hang out with or go to lunch with because I was like Meh. exactly um, to yeah being like you know once in a blue moon I will totally have some french fries with you because it makes me happy who cares yeah, yeah. absolutely I mean that is the thing it's like taking us back to that place what was really going on? Right. We were critically judging ourselves and critically judging others. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how could you eat that? I mean, I would judge my husband so harshly. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it because I just thought like I was this health queen and I am <laughs> so good and I pack all my own food. Yeah. No, I don't want to play there anymore. That is not helping anything. And so when I started really working with the love and acceptance, which started with me, like that started to really change my relationship with food in a place that was truly like, just like, this is where food can be your ultimate medicine, because this is where food gets to fill you up emotionally and spiritually and not just physically. Exactly. And that changes the game. Changes completely. The game. Yes. I know everyone listening to that is like, mic dropped. So <laughs> yeah, and that, at least I have not seen a diet book talk about that. Well, we, we should write it then. Let's do it. Be like, how to not diet. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I would, like, I will have so many case studies about people who quote unquote eat perfectly mm-hmm. and showing that it's not serving, it's not serving their blueprint, which my gosh you know, your blueprint is what creates your physical body. So if you don't get that right, you know, bad news bears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it's going to tax every supplement that you take. You're only going to be working with a little bit of it. You know, Mm -hmm. everything that you do, you're only going to be getting a little bit of power from that versus 
my gosh, being in your power and then everything else just like continuing to feed that. Totally. I feel empowered just from this conversation. Um, well, I could talk to you all day. Clearly, I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> how do I even close this? Uh, <laughs> I guess then the last thing, the big question is what do you wish everyone could know about their body or what permission would you grant someone that's hearing this and is like, yeah, I needed to hear this. I think that we are in a time right now where we are really, truly being called to get quiet and have that time with our body and to be really honest with the communication that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then we take aligned, inspired action, which means we do not go search the internet for quick fixes right? We know that this is a journey. And that means that every single day we take a baby step towards that. Mm -hmm. And your baby step is going to look different than my baby step because we're each in a completely different level of the game right now, right? We're each in our own level, but I am constantly evolving. I am constantly fine tuning. I'm constantly seeing what works for me and what works for me today might not work for me the same tomorrow. And I give myself permission to evolve that. Mm -hmm. Amen, sister. You are such a wealth of wisdom. Um, I'm like, we need to hang out. <laughs> we need to hang out. This is what I'm telling you. Like, you were in my backyard, and I'm like, gosh, she's not here anymore. But I would, I yes, like, I admire your work so much. I look up to you so much. You, like, I, yeah, you're just one of those people that I just absolutely have a crush on because I think you're just doing just amazing stuff girl it's mutual for Aww. sure mm-hmm. you are amazing thank you, thank you so much yeah uh, lastly then where can everyone find you and connect with you one of the best places to find me is you know I am a Facebook girl still you know I, I looked at your Instagram the other day I'm seldom on Instagram and it cracks me up because I, I saw your Instagram I'm like oh my gosh there's a whole world there's a whole world for me to know <laughs> And I was so like inspired. I'm like, okay, going on my list of things to explore, like when it's in alignment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I am still a Facebook girl. And so I have a private Facebook group called Love Yourself Fiercely. And that's where I teach a lot of free masterclasses. And we have conversations just like this. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? You teach me Facebook. I'll teach you Instagram. That sounds great. I love it. <laughs> that is a deal. <laughs> Okay. So you've got your Facebook group, your podcast. The podcast is called Fiercely Awakening. And I will say too, just a little plug is like the podcast came true because of you, Cassandra, because I, again, had the domain for two years and then you offered that podcast course Mm -hmm. and it was like, this is it. And I tell you what, you made it so simple to bring to birth that, you know, it, it has been such a fun experience. And so the Fiercely Awakening podcast is really designed to help help you take down your blinders, you know, mm-hmm. help you evolve your life wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Well, There's my plug. So thank you so much. <laughs> amazing. Well, I'll link all that plus your Instagram and all that good stuff in the show notes so everyone can find you. So if you're listening to this episode and you loved it, tag me at Menstruation Queen and Tanya at Tanya Holcomb on Instagram so that we can see what you learned and your favorite takeaway. Um, But really, thank you so much, Tanya, for being on the podcast. It's a full circle moment. Seriously, it's a full circle moment. Thank you so much, woman. I so appreciate you. 